Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found the Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart Way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. The opposite of dysfunctional is dysfunctional. If you take a pendulum and you swing it all the way on one side, it will inevitably swing to the other side. We have north, south, east, west. We have laws that tell us that every reaction or every action will be faced with an opposite and equal reaction. Too hot, too cold, fire, ice, heavy, light, There's light as a feather, there's heavy as steel or stone, all around our universe. Our universe is the greatest example of balance. Even when the sun is highest in the sky and we have full day, at midnight we will have our deepest, darkest night. The sun, the moon, the revolving of the planets, the northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, eastern, western all through all around us all in nature all in the universe all in science there's opposites opposites attract like things repel we see balance everywhere look at a circle a circle is balanced if we kill um, a certain species we will see imbalance in other species that may have eaten that species or been eaten by that species right A drought can cause fire, but sometimes a fire brings things back into balance. We see that in sugar fields, right? Um, There's a movie I watched a while back called The Biggest Little Farm, and it was really interesting to see the way that these, this couple ran their farm trying to achieve a profit, but only using biodynamic farming, which was created, founded by Rudolf Steiner, the founder of Waldorf Education. As this family was trying to grow their farm and develop their farm and build it into a profitable business using only nature, they realized that Steiner's theories about nature and cause and effect and opposites and achieving balance was in its truest form in nature. Nature shows us that balance is the way to success. So how do we achieve that as people? How do we achieve this for our children? What is the goal? How do we find the yin and the yang? The goal is to be self-reflective. Look at what you're doing as a person and as a parent and the life that you're living and recognize that the universe, organisms, nature, science is all connected in this, this cosmic connection is best successful or best achieved with balance. If you are too permissive with your children, they will be chaotic. Just like if you are too strict, they will likely repel or fight, right? Fight, flight, or freeze. We have too strict disciplinarians, people, child abusers. We have so permissive that the kids are running the show and then the kids are in charge, right? All throughout life and history, we've seen that balance is the most successful leaders that lead with both um, confidence 
and assuredness and structure, but can also be merciful and show love and kindness and acceptance. Those are the most successful leaders, right? It's the same way in our home. We must find a way to be the caring, loving consultant with our young children. Steiner used his knowledge of the material world and the spiritual world to develop Waldorf education. He didn't believe that there were only five senses. The five senses that we learned in school were only sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. But Steiner talks about 12 senses, that there's more than just the physical material world. He talks about or studied and spoke about anthroposophy, which is the study of humankind. But in this study of humankind, he doesn't just acknowledge those five senses. He acknowledges 12 senses, will, intuition, perception. You ever had that deja vu feeling like I've been here before? How do we explain that? How can you explain the fact that all of us have experienced deja vu? How we react to deja vu is different. Steiner probably would have seen deja vu as a message from spiritual beings, um, insight into his own soul and the soul of others that were giving him guidance. When I see deja vu, if it's positive deja vu, I typically feel that, okay, this is a sign from the universe that I'm in the right place and to move forward and to keep going, that you're doing well. If I have deja vu and it's a negative deja vu, I might change my mind about something that I've maybe been sort of tossing around in my head as not really deciding. I might change my mind and maybe take a different direction or a different approach to something. Steiner looked at the 12 senses as having value in education. And he saw the fate of humanity sort of going down, down the drain, going to hell in a handbasket if we don't get in touch with all of those 12 senses. If we only teach children about the material world and we don't teach children about the spiritual world, we're doing them a disservice. If we don't touch on feelings, emotion, we're not really reaching the whole child. We're not making education speak to the child because they're not only physical beings, they're also spiritual beings, emotional beings. If we only reach children in their minds, in their heads, how do we teach them about gut instincts? How do we teach them about that you know, spine tingling feeling they're getting, about perception, about gut, about a thought that comes as if from out of nowhere? Where does that thought come from? as if from out of nowhere. Where is it from out of nowhere, right? Where is nowhere? We must teach our children to look at the world with wonder and to experience all that the world has to offer, not only the physical, material, tangible aspects of the world. And just as we are teaching our children in this way, we must also perceive them this way. We must also be in tune with those aspects of ourself we must be achieving balance in our own lives, whether that is in our diets, in our exercise routine, in our sleep, in our work mode, in our um, what we do in the home, how we clean, how we operate, how we cook. We must achieve balance in all areas in order to model this for our young children. Each of our days must have balance. Steiner knew that day and night was no accident. He knew that noon and midnight were no accident. They're opposite times of the day. He knew that in our bodies, we have 
a rhythm that we can very, very, very easily disrupt the rhythm by doing something, by going too hard with exercise, we get too sore and we get exhausted. By going too light, our muscles atrophy and we become sometimes sedentary, maybe overweight, lethargic. If we um, you know, eat something that we shouldn't have eaten, our entire gut can be thrown out of whack. Our you know, physiological, dietary, um, you know, system, or sorry, digestive systems get out of whack. He knew that balance was important and he wanted to achieve balance in his educational system. And in that, we also see the inhale and exhale that Waldorf education is known for. We have a breathing in and a breathing out. We have active times and we have rest times. This is something that we need to bring not only into our schools, our classrooms, but into our homes as well. Achieving balance throughout the day, asking yourself, do we have way too many organized activities? Are we rushing from one thing to the other? Are we at home too much? Do we have enough family time? Do we have too much family time? Maybe we need a little bit more independence, time apart. I have twins. I'm always asking myself, are they together too much? Are there times I need to separate them? Are they ready for separate classrooms or will that make them feel too separate? Because that's a lot of the day. Where do we have the push-pull that we need? Where in our lives do we need to achieve more balance? This way of thinking is especially important when you think about The Secret. Some of you may have read the book, The Secret. Some of you may be familiar with The Law of Attraction. You may have heard manifest the best. It's something that I always say. If we believe that there are no accidents in the universe and that the universe is not only physical, tangible, material world, but also spiritual world comprised of energy, and we believe that each one of our thoughts has an energy, has a vibration to it, and we believe that what we think about, we bring about, we can use this in creating the world of our dreams. And that's not only about having all of the things that you want and doing all of the things that you wish you would do, but it's about parenting, parenting with intention to create the world that you want for your child, for your family, for yourself. That what you want for your child can happen if you set an intention and you actively move towards it. That each one of your thoughts has power. And if you believe that you are intuitively connected with your child, not just on a physical level because you share DNA, right? And because they came from your body, from your basic cells, they are your creation, but you, you are also connected with them on a spiritual level, that you know what they're thinking, that you know what they're feeling, that you can empathize with them, that you can not only touch them, but you feel the bright vibration when they're near, when you can smell them, when you can hear them. Your body has a reaction to that. When they were newborns and you're a mother, a nursing mother, and you heard their cry, you started to lactate because your body was connected to that sound, to that vibration, and it caused a reaction in your body. As a parent, you are experiencing the deepest level of love, the most selfless, incredible love that you've ever known. Use that love, use that powerful vibration to be your best self. If we believe that children are the secret to self-actualization. Parenting is more joyful. I have just as many bad days as all of you. In fact, today was one of those. 
but I have trained myself to get ahead of my thoughts. When I'm having a rough day, I train myself to pull back from things that cause me stress and rob me of my energy and to do things that refuel me and give me energy. Each time I have a thought that might be negative, I train my mind to find the positive. We can never rid ourselves of darkness. You can't push darkness away, but you can light a candle. And the candle allows light to shine in. It doesn't get rid of the darkness, but it does allow light. When you're feeling sad or angry or anxious or fearful, turn those thoughts into happy. Look at each obstacle as the universe showing you the way. Look at rejection as opportunity. We must train our minds to do that. The untrained mind can accomplish nothing. And as parents, we have to look at the way that our children are acting sometimes that is triggering something in us and look at this as instead of they're driving me crazy, change the way that you look at that poor behavior, that negative behavior to say they're acting up. It's driving me crazy. I'm going to choose to look at this as an opportunity to practice patience. And you look at your child and you say, thank you for giving me an opportunity to practice patience today. Thank you, universe, for showing me that I needed to engage in more self-care today. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to model for my child self-control because I didn't spank them like I really, really, really wanted to. Because that thought is in your mind if it's been done to you. It is a part of you. All of your experiences, all of your setbacks and rejection and failures, anything drama or traumatic in your life is a part of you. It lives in the body, but it is up to you to not allow that to be put into your child. And the only way to get ahead of that is to retrain your body to experience thoughts differently and emotions differently. To look at your children as the secret to self-actualization and to make choices consciously as a parent to achieve balance for them, to model balance in your life and in their life. Bring balance into the home, balance into the school system, balance in the way that you operate as a human being. When someone comes at you and does something mean or unkind, do something kind back or kindness to somebody else that you come across to recalibrate the universe. If something bad happens to you, for example, someone comes and they steal your wallet, what do you do? You give some money to a homeless person or you donate something to Goodwill or whatever donation facility is in your area because you are recalibrating the universe to send more positive back out there. And the more positive you put out there, the more positive you give back. Every thought and feeling that you have, if you believe that it is cosmic, that it is energetic, you are sending energy and vibrations out into the universe and bringing that energy back to you. Therefore, if you live in a state of lack, you will experience lack. If you live in a state of abundance or you have a mindset of abundance, you will experience abundance. You also must be willing to look at abundance and lack differently. Abundance can be abundance socially. Abundance in what you have in front of you on your plate. Abundance in the workplace. Abundance in the love that you're feeling from others. It's not always about material things. Sometimes it's energy. Sometimes it's appreciation, gratitude. Look for abundance in your daily life. 
ignore the lack. But when you experience the hurt, go and, and experience the good. When I was at my, my most poor, my most broke, I would spend money on things that I knew were doing good. I made donations to people. I had my kids volunteer. I would do kindness for others, even though I didn't have anything coming back. And it came back to me because this is something that I've trained myself to believe in and practice and trust. You must ultimately trust that the world that we live in, the universe that we live in is all about balance. And it is our job to train our mind, our feelings, and our bodies to look for balance and achieve balance. This is also important when you're choosing who comes into your world and who you let in your universe because their energy affects your energy. There are people in your life, if they have toxic, negative energy, when you're listening to their toxicity and their negativity and their venting, it is affecting your thoughts and your feelings and your energy field. When you surround yourself with people who are achieving, accomplishing, who are happy, joyous and doing the best in life and living their best life, you will experience that as well if you choose to. You are the average of the five people closest to you. So invite good into your life and keep moving forward. In your children's life, you must control who they spend time with because that affects them as well. Teachers, directors, principals, coaches, The people in your life, in your circle, are all a part of your universe, and their energy fields affect your energy fields. It is up to you to make conscious decisions about the way that you will use this knowledge to achieve balance in your own life. Be well. Some of you may not be aware that I run a business called Barsky Veil Designs. We create a line of products that swaddle hospitalized infants zero to six months of age for procedural support and psychosocial care, safe sleep in the hospital environment. Pediatric patients that are admitted to the hospital for complex medical devices or treatment needs. And we swaddle those babies around their treatment. One of the pods that we create is called the Wombi Billy Pod. The Wombi Billy Pod supports babies that are admitted to the hospital or admitted for phototherapy to help with jaundice, also known as hyperbilirubinemia. We've been contacted by countries in South Africa, in the Middle East, and other underdeveloped countries that have high needs for jaundice and treating babies with phototherapy, but low income, meaning that they can't afford devices such as the Wombi Billy Pod that provide empathy and psychosocial care for these babies. If you could go to wombymedpods.com and find the link for Donate Wombi MedPods, we'd love to have your support by purchasing Wombi MedPods or Wombi BillyPod to donate to these areas of the world that have high needs and low income to support these babies, swaddle these babies, and help them to feel comfortable, safe, and secure while they're admitted for treatment to cure jaundice. 117,000 babies die every year, not because they can't get treatment, but because they're pulled out from under the lights too soon from parents who want to comfort them and give them support. Often these babies under the lights cannot be touched for days. They are left in their isolates, under the lights, screaming, flailing, arching their backs, and miserable, not sleeping, and not receiving the full treatment that they should. The Wombi Billy Pod allows the baby to be swaddled in a cocoon-like swaddle pod that mimics the womb 
and provides the comfort, containment, flexion, and boundaries that makes them feel safe. They're able to sleep, stay calm, and receive treatment with full luminosity through the swaddle. By donating Wombi Billy Pods to underdeveloped countries like Ghana, the Middle East, and South Africa, you are helping these babies receive their treatment safely and securely and helping them from the very beginning to learn that this is a world where they are loved and safe and giving them the best start at life. You have been listening to the Whole Heart Crunchy Parenting Podcast. If you like what you've heard here today, please subscribe on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. I'd greatly appreciate a review on Apple Podcast, a follow on Instagram at join whole heart, and please visit my website for more content at wholeheartcrunchyparenting.com. If you'd like to support this podcast further, please check out patreon.com slash wholeheart, where you can make a small donation to help me continue creating the content you love and moving towards personal and professional goals. Thank you again for listening. Be well.